You're listening to the Collab Talk Podcast, episode 91 of the MVP Buzz Chat series. In this episode, I'm talking with business applications MVP, Julie Yak. This is Christian Buckley with another MVP Buzz Chat, and I'm here today with Julie. Hey, Julie. Hey, Christian. How are you? It's great talking to somebody that's in the same time zone. It's rare these days. That never happens, but I, my mountains are prettier than your mountains. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's sort of the same block of mountains, almost. Yeah, I guess it's a, there's a little bit of a valley in between. but Yeah, I think yeah. so. The, uh, well, I grew up, as I was, we were talking about previously, I, so I grew up playing in the Sierra Nevadas, so I'm kind of partial to Sierra Nevadas. All I know is that my first camping experience here in Utah in the Uinta Mountains in August, because growing up in Northern California, you go camping in the mountains in August, you're guaranteed one thing, it will not rain, much less snow on you, and it snowed on us in August here in Utah. And oh, easy. It was, yeah, it blew us away. It was, uh, it was, it wasn't just like a light flurry. It was, we drove down, we went on, we were supposed to be camping 10 days. We got three or four days in, I think three days in. And so we still had full packs, which were then soaking wet. And uh, when we came down, drove down off the, the mountains behind us, it snowed, covered the tops of the mountains. It was a, a full on storm. So yeah, you won't find me camping. Yeah. <laughs> nope, not my thing. I'm, well, I'm happy you... for people who do, but no. Well, that's that's like my wife. And her camping is just like—is that just a three-star hotel? You know, that's exactly rough. that's roughing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't you introduce yourself? Who you are? Where you are? What you do? Well, I am Julie Yak. I'm here in Colorado, in a small little town, Palmer Lake, Colorado. I like to introduce it as a zero-stoplight little mountain town. Um, I do a lot of power platform and dynamics work, and I've been in our developer community for a very long time. Started with traditional on-ground.net user groups and have been running a virtual user group for 10 or 11 years. Excellent. And I, I'm just assuming that you're now independently wealthy living off the proceeds of that Silverlight book. <laughs> oh, it was the second Silverlight book that did it. Okay, yeah, it pushed you over yeah. the edge. Yeah, <laughs> not that first one, yeah. Yeah, I just, I, I'm starting to run into some people that are just like, Silverlight, and what, what was that? that? That little short period of time that it was like the, 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 the hot thing that was out there? It had a place. Yeah, it, yeah, it did. It's, <laughs> it's funny, technology, in my experience, 30 years that stuff changes. There's a lot of stuff that stays the same, but uh, you know, to, to get worried about, to get riled up about uh, technology that that springs to life, lives a fast and uh, loose life, and then dies very quickly. It's like it's okay. It's 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 usually replaced by displaced by something better and more interesting or equally exciting. But. Yes. Well, oddly enough, my son last night started a conversation with me about copyrights and trying to compare um, technical copyrights and IP with say Disney copyrights and IP. And I'm like, they're totally different things because the lifespan of technology is much different than the lifespan of artsy creative stuff. Very different. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, and I have a one a, a former co-founder of a company who's a patent attorney now, and uh, and he's he's tried to bring me up to speed a couple times on what's happening in patent law, and and honestly, I have my so my patent that I filed was back in two thousand three, and finally went through in two thousand ten, and that's when I stopped paying attention to what was happening out in that uh, intellectual property circles. What's happening with the law and the differences between them? And yeah, well, it's necessary, but I'm not sure we're doing it right. But I'm not sure what's right. Yeah, I think uh, I know. At one one time, I was kind of on the uh, the, uh, the the bench of the believers that there just needed to be a complete overhaul and how they looked at that. It's uh, I've run into this, had a couple experiences working in tech my entire career um, of running into companies that went and uh, acquired companies for their patent portfolios just so they could go and it was a you know a, a strategic move against certain competitors. Well, you either beat the competition or buy them. Yep. Um, and then there's, of course, you see that it makes the news every once in a while where you have somebody that does, that's not even in the tech space. They're just the investors and they, they buy in just to uh, start the lawsuits and, and uh, settle for huge chunks of cash. And apparently it's pretty profitable, but. Are you talking patent trolls? Yeah. Yeah. They're fun yeah, people. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> Well, what what are you uh, besides uh, this? Uh, you know, what, what are you out there? What are you presenting on? What are you talking about now? What's kind of the latest greatest? Well, Power Platform is getting a lot of attention. So, Canvas apps, model driven apps, portals, Power BI, Power Automate, all of that stuff. But I've been doing that for quite a long time, starting with the dynamic side, and so dynamic CRM kind of evolved into what we call model driven apps now and CDS databases and whatnot. So we've been doing that for a long time, but other people just started perking up, like, oh, okay, and then they gave it a new name, and we've been um, going on that bandwagon. I suppose maybe we've had been on that bandwagon for a long time, but I've been presenting these days on model-driven applications. Hmm. So don't be afraid of them. They're not as sexy and pretty as those Canvas apps everybody keeps making, but um, sometimes data is what you need and then it, you spend your time worrying about your data model and not so much spending your time worrying about the pixel perfect page layout, for example. Sometimes you get both. Yeah, I mean that concept kind of goes back to, uh, you know, in the early days we didn't have these pretty graphical um, solutions. Uh, and, and so it was all about the, the data. In fact, this came up in a conversation yesterday um, so my observation, maybe you have a different observation, was that when I kind of got into the Microsoft ecosystem back in 2005, 2006, uh, and I realized that uh, coming from the data warehousing world and working with por project and portfolio management technologies, um, and I was just constantly surrounded by DBAs, people that lived and breathed you know, that, that, that data and manage that. And it just seemed to be a role that was largely absent from a lot of the Microsoft community. And it's not the case. It just was never really talked about. Um, and, uh, you know, so, so to have people that, uh, you know, live and breathe, and it, it, I know things evolved and changed a little bit with um, Satya taking over Microsoft and, and changing how a lot of the product teams operated and having, data analyst roles within the, the product team got organizations thinking differently, at least with the products um, about, 
the data that was being produced by the various products, how it was they're, they're being used, um, how customers were trying to integrate and extend you know, their capabilities with some of the data. Anyway, it's, it's, uh, it just seems to be kind of a, 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 you know, a rebirth of that DBA-type focus around the Microsoft ecosystem. I don't know if that's been your experience, your observations. Well, I got here through a very roundabout, indirect path. So I've only had this evolution that I'm currently on. So um, I started in tech in my early 30s and was always in Microsoft ecosystem. I didn't have that before. Hmm. So I don't have a comparison. I have the evolution of where it was when it was, you know, dynamic CRM 3.0 to all of the different iterations now to XRM, to CDS, to Power Platform. And to me, it's a logical progression that several of us saw beforehand. Before we started recording, you were you know, harassing a little bit about the Silverlight books, but we've also <laughs> done some uh, dynamics in CRM, XRM book publishing as well. And the first book that we self-published actually still sells and it's about using dynamic CRM as a platform called XRM. Yeah, not, not an area I know a lot about. I had uh, did an interview with uh, another uh, business apps MVP, um, uh, Joel Lindstrom. Uh, so Yes, I asked him about you. Oh. I said, hey, should I do this? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> well, I'm here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's it, but it's it's uh from being away from that that world. I mean, it's it's uh, so I'm I'm, you know, so I I understand a lot of things. I've I've read some some things, but you know, being over in the collaboration space and you get kind of your blinders on to the rest of what's what's happening. Um, other than um, like I've I've attended this year will be since it's not having the physical events the, the Inspire Conference, formerly the Worldwide Partner Conference. Uh, that was usually, I spent the entire week um, uh, in, the, uh, in the expo hall and spent a lot of time in the product team booths just trying to get up to speed on, on what's been happening in the space. Um, this last year, I spent uh, a lot of time over with uh, the, in the dynamic space just trying to understand what's happening in the marketing, the advertising space. Um, and uh, so, I mean, just a, there's a lot going on, but it, it, it's, uh, yeah, so I'm just not aware of all the evolution that has gone through. I've got to kind of get back up to speed on things, I guess. Yeah, but I'm not sure the evolution of the path that you're on either, so that's okay. Yeah. Well, what's, what, was, what were you doing prior to uh, the, the Microsoft ecosystem stuff? Oh, gosh. Um, that's a big story, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I was... Managing retail, I was finishing my bachelor's degree, I was a newlywed, and my husband came home from work and said, hey, they really like me, but they say I'm too expensive, so they don't need an architect anymore. So he says, what do you say? We start our own company and sign them on as our first client. And me, a dumb newlywed that I was, said, sure, okay, whatever. So I started off... Um, helping manage the business aspect of the business because that's where I came from. Mm -hmm. And then one day I broke my leg and I was like, and I broke my leg like compound tib fib fracture. It was bad. 
and I couldn't do anything. And I sat in a chair for six months and my husband put a laptop on my lap and said, we're going to make some software. And here we are. That's a great way to learn. Yeah. Apparently I was good at it. Well, there you go. And, and so we still you, work together. And you've so, had your, and you, when did you get your first MVP? Um, oh, nine. I can't see the thing from here. Oh, nine, I think. Okay. And what, it, that was, uh, was that initially, like, I know everything got kind of renamed Shuffle Around last couple of years. What was that originally in? Uh, CRM development. Okay. And I don't write code. Well, that's, uh, and for folks that don't know too, it's just that Microsoft goes through with the MVP program and we all are MVPs around certain, uh, you know, products or product areas. And like I, I started um, uh, nine years ago was a SharePoint MVP and then it was an Office 365 and then Office servers and services and now Office apps and services. So, you know, it's... Uh, you know, I know that there are a few areas, and ultimately Microsoft doesn't care what you call yourself, you know, Microsoft MVP, you know, in, in general. And and something that's also changed, uh, and were you generally going to the MVP summits every year? I've never missed one. Yeah, so it's it, that's something that over the last couple of years, uh, there's the pros and cons of the way they've kind of opened up the various topics where it used to be like all the SharePoint people were sitting in the SharePoint room for the entire week. You know, they were out there. Right. There was 15 CRM people that sat in the room for the week. Right. And, and so then it's over the last couple of years, they started kind of opening that up where um, like I was uh, commenting. Uh, so two years in a row where I saw fellow SharePoint MVP, Ted Pattison at the airport as we were both departing. You know, right. I didn't see him the whole week. I saw him at the airport when we were both getting ready to fly out. You know, Ted's um, blue badge now, right? Uh, is he a blue badge now? Yes, he is. He turned on us. Yep, but, that happens. Well, I'll see him less now because that's what happens when community people join Microsoft. And even the even the, the hardcore community people, and then suddenly it's like you, you stop seeing them. They get busy doing yes. the job or something. But it's a but it's what's nice about the the summit is being able to jump around and uh, go into various different topics. So last year was a great example where there were people that I know are spread between the office apps and services, the uh, the the business applications, and then Azure stuff, uh, which is all happening over the conference center on comp uh, on campus. And so just you 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 know you see them once or twice during the entire week and. You know, like what's going on, and and so it's uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's great to be able to just kind of go and pursue different interests or the yeah, because the the makeup of what we're focused on, what we're interested in, is going to be very different for people. We might, in my case, you know, the, that core group of SharePoint people, and some that are very cloud Azure focused, others that have gone towards the Power Platform. Um, I'm getting back into my project and portfolio management route. So I'm doing more and more around with the, you know, the project MS project and project online project server folks. Um, well, so. From the very beginning, either I didn't know the rules or didn't care about the rules, but if there was a technology that I wanted to go learn about an MVP summit, I would just start asking until someone said it was okay. Yeah. And I would, sooner or later I would find someone who would be like, yeah, sure. Come on, Jules, come over here. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah, it's not like it was a close, like you cannot go in these sessions, but you it was just like some, 
some things, right, you didn't know where they were going on. You didn't know anything about it because you just weren't informed about those. And it's still, even in the, and I'm sure you see this in the business applications space, and there's all the technologies that are within that larger bucket. Office apps is the same. There's so much that's within office apps and services. And, uh, and, and so if you're not following the specific uh, distribution lists, you may just not know that there's calls going on or that there's a side meeting that's happening that got thrown together last minute at the, at the MVP summit or right, but we didn't know that they were there before. Right. Um, but I came through the path of doing .NET developer user groups. So I came through INETA and yeah. that group of people. And so I always knew someone who knew someone and I use that to my advantage and, I mean, sometimes it was my husband because he was an ASP.NET MVP. He was a Silverlight MVP. He's currently a BizApps MVP. So if I didn't know something was going on and he did, then I would just go find out who to ask. To get yep. Well, that's, and that's, and a lot, a lot of people follow that, that path and, and find out about stuff like, cause I'm, I think about like three years ago, I kind of did the same thing, heard about something, didn't ask anybody, just waited if somebody was going to throw me out of a room. I, we're all under the same NDA there, but right. uh, you know, just went and started participating in stuff. But it's a, you know, like any any other conference, the MVP Summit is, you know, you you get out of it what you put into it, participate. You and know, it's mostly the people because you can learn technology other places and and things like that eventually. But for me, it's the people and the relationships and getting that face time with product group, getting that face time with MVPs of other varieties and so on. Yeah. Well, what, so how are you handling the uh, quarantine period? Uh, are you, what are you doing different? Um, well, I'm not currently a road warrior. Um, let's see, last year and the year before, by this point in the calendar year, I would have had almost 100,000 miles. Yeah. And right now, I think I'm sitting at about ten or 15,000 yeah. that I've traveled so far. So um, let's see, cooking a lot. <laughs> um, we're both good cooks, so that works to our advantage and disadvantage. And disadvantage, yeah, I can, right. yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah. Well, but as far as community stuff, are I mean, did, like the rest of us, you've ramped up the online activities and events. Well, I've had this virtual user group since I want to say CRM four, so a pretty long time, and it's always been targeted at. CRM developers. So now that we have a new name, we still kept the same name of the user group as XRM Virtual. We ebb and flow like any user group where sometimes people have energy and sometimes people don't have energy. Yeah. I have a new batch of volunteers and some speakers lined up. So hopefully we'll get some enthusiasm going, but we're just continuing to do what we've been doing. Well, that's, that's great. Um, it's, uh, you know, the, and I, I've said this on a couple of recordings, you know, that I, I've been an advocate for the local user group that we have uh, um, 12 to 14 Microsoft related user groups here in Northern Utah, mm -hmm. um, you know, various different areas and uh, uh, good friends with the, the, the former president of the SharePoint Office 365 user group is he was a dual, he was also the president of the Dynamics user group. And now he's, uh, moved away from the one role and just just doing the dynamics and uh, you know, see so he and I talk we've talked about for the last couple of years well basically since I moved back to, uh, moved to Utah I went to school here in the 80s I went to BYU and 
but uh, came back uh, three and a half years ago. And uh, it, it's, uh, I didn't want to drive up uh, in, the, uh, in the afternoon to the user group. And I know a lot of people complain. It's like, oh, you got to drive 45 minutes to go to a user group. Like, well, how, what a horrible life you must lead. <laughs> That's your biggest worry. Yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, well, just, it, it, I mean, it usually happen on a, a, a day, uh, you know, Tuesday and um, generally busy and I client calls and anyway, a bunch of other reasons for it. And I said, yeah, I'd love to, I would dial in occasionally. I attend them sometimes. Uh, but I said, I really like to, uh, as they were looking for somebody to kind of take over the user group, I said, the thing is I, I would want to move it almost entirely virtual. I just want to, so I've been saying that for, for a couple of years. So now here we are doing them all virtually, um, wanting to get back and do some of the face to face, but, uh, I'm again, pushing that idea of, uh, look, you know how you've been involved with user group stuff and you know how you go through this where, you know, you get the regulars that are there, a dozen or, or two dozen regulars that are the same people every month. Uh, and then you get another 10, 15 people, which have never been, and you'll never see them again, you know, that are more topic driven around that. And, you know, it's, it's great to have that, that human interaction, but I'm pushing for like a quarterly get together. That's more have a topic, but it's more about the networking and then everything else online. That's more of a dynamics model. A lot of the dynamics user groups will meet quarterly and have, it's more of a, you know, an afternoon type event instead of your traditional .NET developer group where you've got an hour presentation and some pizza. Right. So it's more of an event. So it's essentially the same amount of time that you're meeting. It's just less often. Yep. And when I got to drive to Denver to make that meeting, that's okay with me. Yeah. How far are you from Denver? Um, well, they don't have a set location, so the meeting uh, bounces so around. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes it's 45 minutes, sometimes it's an hour and a half. Yeah, that's always tough. It's nice. You know, so I was uh, a member of the uh, SharePoint user group board there, the Puget Sound user group. So we were over at a Microsoft office in Bellevue. And, and you forget sometimes, and I mean, other things, I, I was the uh, co-founder of the IAMCP chapter there in, uh, in the Puget Sound as well. And, and we'd get Gabrielle Schuster uh, coming and speak to us or, you know, right. huge Microsoft names. You get kind of spoiled. And uh, now we, we make a big deal if one of the local Microsoft salespeople shows up. You're like, it's <laughs> yep. great to have you. <laughs> well, but you guys are right there with um, Pluralsight and Expertlogics and a no. couple of organizations that should be willing, ready and able to help you guys. Should be, yes, should be. Should yeah. be. They don't. Oh, they should be. They do not. That is unfortunate. Let me know yeah. if you want some intros. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, and I know that like we all, everybody knows people that there, and I I attend the Pearl Site Pearl Site Live events, and I bring it up every year. Um, I've been uh, so we're getting ready to do our. I believe it's going to be our tenth year of running our formerly known as SharePoint Saturday yeah. events. We run them every February. Uh, and, uh, so we had ours in person. We got it, you know, before all this happened. Um, and we reach out to all those groups that are huge in the Microsoft, the, the larger community, and you think would be more su supportive and participating and just aren't. And it just amazes me. Huh. Um, 
you know, get, getting, and we of course don't have a, we have a, a Microsoft sales office, but even they have over the last two years, they've stepped up their game and started participating in stuff. So I think the, the light turned on for somebody there to said, huh, a lot of my customers are going to this event or should be going to this event. I might want to go. Hmm. Well, we probably know a bunch of the same people, so we should work on that. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, we're, I'm a big community guy, so um, participating, anything I can do to, to help. In fact, I look at it as part of my role as an MVP and RD in this area is to try and, uh, and help with the cross-promotion of events. In fact, um, with the talk with like uh, you know, Adam Ball um, about a Teams-related, comms-related event in Denver, trying to push speakers and potential attendees to go over to that event. Um, so we're, we're, we're trying to push people over the hill, even when there's, you know, something worth driving that far. I know it's a slightly further than a hill. Well, it's a pretty drive. It is a pretty drive. Yeah. Let's say we went and spoke at a code camp in Salt Lake city. I think it was right as Pluralsight was launching and they were an event sponsor. Yeah, they do a lot of that that kind of stuff um, that uh, I, I guess is broader community, not specifically tied to like a Microsoft technology. And they'll well, go. this was all Microsoft and this was, I think Aaron was there, maybe Keith doing the, the opening and talking about the new company they just started. And yeah, we sure didn't get that. that no? Love, love, no. <laughs> but again, when was Pluralsight founded? When was that? 2000. 2007 it's been a while yeah yeah well and who knows they they're opening up their i don't know if it's done yet the huge campus that is i'm in lehigh and so which is kind of the tech hub uh for utah they call it silicon slopes and just over the hill the point of the mountain is draper and they've got their new campus they're up in farmington um, besides it's uh it, it's conveniently located close to lagoon which is the Roller coaster park, which is I, I love, um, but otherwise I have no desire to drive all the way up uh, to go pester people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but anyway, so what else? Do you what, anything else you have going on? Uh, anything else that? Well, maybe the the better question is, you know, people want to find out more about you and what you do. What are, what are the best ways to get in touch with you to reach you through social channels or or elsewhere? Sure. I'm easy to find on LinkedIn, Julie Yak. Um, on Twitter, you can find me. I'm at Colorado Jules, and that's my dog at the office. Yeah. Um, quiet, so, yeah. <laughs> I've got the postman at the door. <laughs> I'll be right back. And see, now with everybody working at home, I don't even have to apologize for that. It's just expected, right? Yeah. No, it's, I, no I'm actually excited for you. If they come to the door, that means it's something really good, right? Yeah, but it's a box and I wasn't expecting it. So now I have to figure out if I should decontaminate it, if I should just let it sit there for a couple of days. Yeah. Now I have to investigate. Yeah. Yeah. That's that additional work. Yes. That's going to, it's going to delay the, your, uh, whatever you're going to watch on whatever streaming services evening. Cause you're <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. You were asking how to find me. Yes. So LinkedIn, easy to find Twitter. I'm at Colorado jewels. Um, I have a blog. It's julieyak.com. I've not really been very motivated to blog about things lately, and I'm really 
struggling with that. So maybe if people start hitting it, I'll be guilted into doing stuff. Yeah, that's what we're going to see. Just just this massive rush that's just going to hit uh, once I have the blog post up with the link there. It's just going to be oh, totally. huge. Yes. Yeah. I said that there's, there's literally dozens of people that read my blog. So, you know. That's awesome. That's I think you'll see a lion's share of that traffic head over. So. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, Julia, hey, re really appreciate uh, you taking the time to talk today. And I'll let you uh, get back to... Uh, uh, enjoying quality time with the dogs and uh, and watching streaming TV. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, uh, thank you so much for the chat. Yeah, it's great talking to you. Yep, you too. Take care. Right. Bye. <laughs>